0: So what I'm saying is, I understand, I've never heard them before, but I, I the band name is, you know, it's in my head. You will know us by the Trail of the Dead, and you will know us by the males giving us head or me head.
1: It's, I, think, I think it would have to it's be... A, it's a riddle. You will know us by the... Yeah, I mean, it's... I think people would get the idea.
0: Okay. Uh, that's what we're changing our podcast name to. No. Uh... Please back me up on this, Young Chomsky.
1: <laughs> I'm for it. So two out okay, of three. Okay,
0: yeah, outvoting. <laughs> Fuck I you. you. I mean, sorry, that's not gracious. I'm gracious in victory. You, well, you're welcome. <laughs> you are that, not uh, gracious
2: idea. in victory. You are. Nothing. I'm never a victor. Are you? What are you talking what about? Are you talking what are you talking about? You, You've had many victories over the you, past year. I know. <laughs> I was being gracious. <laughs> boys that's right two boys two boys on the mic hello hello
0: hello hey (laughs) girls and i'm saying that of course to the girl that uh that is is recording this with me but also to the girl listening to this
2: Mm. (laughs) Um, nice we've got a bit of a different episode today because we're doing a uh, patented true and a -A. (laughs) aka q and a a -a aka we asked you guys to send us questions, and now we're going to answer them. But before we get to that, I guess I forgot to do the hello, welcome, true and on. I'm Liz. I am Brace. And I'm Young Chomsky. On the mic. And... um yeah, you guys, you guys sent us some fun questions.
0: I, I was about to do a bit right here where I pretended we were interviewing Young Chomsky because I had I had figured out that he was actually implicated in all of this, but <laughs> we can just you know just pretend I did the bit. Wait, do you
2: want to do it? No, nah, so like I, do a like I, rewind. Nah, I can't. The bits, I, the bits, not really in
0: me. The bits, just the the idea of the bits in the air. I'm, Pawing at it. Do like you need a to drain. gesture
2: toward the pit?
0: Yeah, but the gesture I do looks disturbingly like a very um uh gesture that 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 is it's a different gesture. So let's just move on from it. <laughs> All right. That's All fine. right, we've got I,
2: gestures everywhere. It's yeah, it's the me.
0: pretending, so it's like a it's a this kind of gesture. So it's it's you could have you could technically say it looks like a trombone.
2: Oh my god. But. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, so this is fun. I I don't know. We, we like to do these sometimes. We haven't done it in a while. Um, and for those of of you who did submit questions, a little hot tip from me to you on the QT, uh, maybe listen to the previous one because (laughs) we answered a lot of the questions that you already submitted. So So
0: people love asking how we met. Um, and I'll tell you straight up. I technically still haven't met either. Yeah, we've, we've been, never met. We've been yeah. doing this remote since
2: day, day one. And we wear um, hoods when we do it, so we don't even know what each other looks like.
0: Oh, that, yeah. oh. Yeah, no, I, I can see, I can, yeah, I, I've, I've paid for pictures of you guys. Oh, God.
1: Well, right. I didn't want to give this away, but yeah, the people that you see on the streams, those are actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that cat's out of the bag on that. But yeah, I don't know, and I don't want to know. What, what you two look like
0: But yeah people love, love Asking like hey what's your deal What do you guys think about conspiracies <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, yeah, yeah yeah we got a lot of questions That's like hey talk about this That's like hey Don't be rude yeah.
0: I like it I, I will say I love it when people Are like Liz talk about finance Like what <laughs> Like yes dude of course I do make Liz Do my taxes etc but like That's not for the show
2: yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's just like a little bit of broad strokes. I say the more specific the question, the better.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, so we got- I'd like
1: to say I appreciate all the questions and everyone who listens. Um, to everyone who asked the question, I see you, I hear you, and you're valid. <laughs> but some of the questions were fucking dumb. Um.
0: Well, should we should we just uh you know unscrew the top to this poppers and start huffing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why don't you go for it? You start, Brace.
0: So I actually wrote this question anonymously. Mm. Uh, what's the deal with quote unquote anonymous? Are they the knight in shining armor saving us, or is it mainly people faking it for clout? Uh, anyone want to take this first? Uh, I got a bit of an answer, but. Uh...
2: Well, I think like two things. One, there's the phenomenon of anonymous that emerged. Okay. Like kind of around the same. T- I mean, when was that? Like around the same time as Occupy, about like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I think Maybe so a little I, earlier.
0: It was so I fucking that no, it was it was earlier. I feel like because people were doing that. Remember they were like going after Scientology. Yes, and they yeah, stand yeah, outside. Yeah. You're right,
2: it was earlier
0: in the but, masks.
2: So there was like that that kind of phenomenon of the like hacktivist Anonymous, and then it all kind of like you know. Dissipated for reasons that I think, you know, are fun to speculate on. And maybe we could do that a little bit. Um, <coughs> cops. But uh, uh, recently they came back in the news, right? Yeah. So
0: they, they, I can't remember if this was last week or the week before. Um, I started seeing all this stuff uh, online about how Anonymous leaked the, the Epstein black book. And you know, they leaked the court documents about Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein, um, the case of, of them with a the 13-year-old girl, that, that got dropped, although I you know, I, 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 would, I, would, I would say that it, it's quite likely that it happened. Um, but uh, that was all shit that was just out there. So they are doing, I will say, they are doing a pimp move by just releasing readily available public documents and saying that they hacked them. That is yeah. baller, mm-hmm. yeah. But
2: smart little smart little children out there.
0: Exactly, but like it, it, uh, it wasn't anything new. And that, like, that seems to be the case with anonymous a lot. Is that they will make some whenever anything happens in the news. They did this with BLM the first time. They're doing it with BLM again. They're doing it with blah 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 blah. They're always like they do that fucking stock footage they have and then put the robot voice over it of like the guy in the anonymous mask reading off of a fucking piece of paper at a desk. It's like police departments of America. We see you. We will find you. Blah blah. And then they don't do anything because it's just like a it's like a name you can put on it's just like you can just start a Twitter account that be it's like anon whatever and then you can just say you're anonymous. So like it's not it's
2: it is it it's it's Yeah, it's I'll worthless. see it when I believe that They don't really, you know, it's always like, yeah, Anonymous is going to do this. They're going to do that. It's like, hey, when would you guys do anything? You haven't done
0: anything. They're not going to do shit. Also, it's a terrible move to announce you're going to do something right before you do it.
2: Yeah. Hey, why don't you try this? Do it and then tell us about it. (gasps)
0: Exactly. Don't do the classic move where you're like, I'm going to hack into this thing before you do it.
2: Yeah, you can't let them know. You got a sneak attack. Mm -hmm. You know, they're pretty dumb for being, uh, you know... Rogue hacktivists or whatever.
0: Uh, I will say that there is a uh Marxist-Leninist, I believe, uh hacking group in Turkey that I think did some like actual stuff similarly and I believe took a bunch of money at one point, which is kind of cool. Mm. But uh overall computers bore me, so I have no use f- I have no use for hackers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so the next question, um this was this is interesting. Sub-Saharan Africa seems to be one of the most un- undeveloped fields of thought in the Western left general survey of the world. Mm, I'm going to put a little asterisk on that. I don't know if that's totally true. But uh, will you in the future be doing episodes on the insanity of the South African intelligence and paramilitary world along with other insane events like the CIA's activity in the Congo and Ghana? Also, what are your area of interest in Africa and why?
0: So... Actually, I believe the Warner earlier this month or it might be like a re- the podcast the Warner put out a pretty good episode on Cuba and Angola that kind of gives you a little insight into stuff there, but it is true that like Africa is not as studied as for instance South America or certainly not as studied as like Western or even Eastern Europe uh, or Asia. It's the least kind of talked about of any of those. Um and I do want to, like... South Africa was, like, an important part of the sort of post-war fascist uh, nexus that, that had its tentacles all around mm. the world. Yes. Um, you the know, spider. The spider, exactly. The spider network. I, got, I swear to God. So I just call it that every time we talk about it, hoping that eventually it will catch on. Just cause I it's started kind of a calling cool it that,
2: too. I think it's funny. It's the spider network.
0: But, uh, but I, I do want to talk about that more. I, I mean, especially like, you know, people talk a lot about, um, you know, America's involvement in, in South America. But really the euro – and of course America does have its finger in the pie of, of Africa too. But, um, but it's interesting that like the euros, other, other NATO countries and other non-NATO countries – um, also have uh, have 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 done some pretty heinous things in mm. in Africa. Speaking specifically of Belgium, both, both like in the early twentieth century and uh, you know later in the sixties, seventies, etc.
2: I mean the U.S. as well. I mean when the kind of like you know colonial like the last vestiges of the colonial order were breaking down in Africa the U.S. and the CIA got in there real quick. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and a lot of the kind of the university programs and uh, diplomatic university, um, like, uh, you know, they were offering a lot of scholarships, we'll say, to um, kids in Africa coming to the U.S., studying in American schools, working, uh, coming up into the intelligence agencies and related kind of bureaus. Um, and, and that's a like really interesting history. But of course, like, we should put, a, a, I think, the kind of, I mean, you know, it's funny. Brace and I, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how we needed or we wanted to do, as a kind of part three, um, a real focus on South Africa, which you mentioned is a really important country in this kind of post-war um you know the spider network uh, <laughs> yes. post war post war kind of like you know fascist alliance anti communist alliance and uh, you know south africa i mean the history there particularly with uh i would say like biomedical and chemical research is really like under discussed yes and um, is really like a horrifying history and particularly like, you know, where and when and who they are running a lot of these experiments on. Um, so, yeah, we had, we've been talking about doing an episode about that, but, um, and I hate, answer, sorry, I hate answering questions like this and being like, yes, we're going to do it because that's a stupid thing to say. But I just wanted to mention that like, or to add on to Brace's point that, you know, the U.S. is heavily, heavily involved in Africa, and, and it's, um, it's really not discussed, in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, every so often you'll see, like, oh, a few U.S. soldiers killed in such and such country, and then it's, it's kind of brushed under the rug. Um, one thing I think is, is, is really interesting to kind of, like, point of entry there is, is South Africa's relationship with Israel, which mm. was extremely, extremely close, um, and and in South Africa's sort of quest for a nuclear bomb, Israel played a pretty important role too, um, and obviously learned uh, learned one or two other things from them as well. Although I guess kind of they were learning together; it's a you know dialectical relationship.
2: Yeah, a couple of people asked about the Palma case, and you know that's something that. Uh, South Africa also <laughs> plays a big role in. Yes, allegedly. With, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I wanna do one on the I wanna do one on, on, on Palma case. I want it's like I wanna do all these, but like we've said in other QA episodes, you know, we, we wanna make sure that we get it as right as possible. Um, and you know, we cover like a wide variety of bullshit, and so it's you know, we don't wanna fuck it up. But you know, all these things are, are are stewing in the pot.
1: All right. So next question is a, a bit of a fun one. Would you guys rather breathe fire or shoot lightning from your fingertips?
2: Oh,
0: without a doubt, lightning from the
1: fingertips.
2: That's what I was going to say. Absolutely, 100%, 100%. lightning. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
1: What What are you picturing? This lightning. What are the properties? You know. What's your? Because uh, I'm thinking, I, I literally blue.
2: would just be Kirsten Dunst in Melancholia. With the lightning coming okay. into my fingertips, harnessing the power of the universe in all of its majestic, uh, in all of its majestic properties, and shooting it back out.
1: Interesting, because I've seen Melancholia, but I don't remember lightning.
2: It's in one of the posters.
1: It's a really beautiful image. Okay. Uh, movie. Uh, I was like, me. is that a
2: superhero movie? I thought that was about
1: depressed people. It, it is it was, about depressed people. Yeah, it was the end of the world. Because um, I just picture Sith lightning From Star Wars And I assume that's what everyone's picturing I don't know so, what that is So what I'm
0: doing here is I'm picturing literally I don't know why it has to be all crackly And like and like you know all over the place like, like regular lightning If I can shoot something from my fingertips I want it to be beaming out like a Like a bullet right I want to just shoot a little thing of lightning like that And I want to hold my gut, hands and go Pew 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 and have it work like that I also want to be able to power portable devices, such as an iPhone, or, a, or even a radio if I was in trouble, you know, like one of the wind-up ones, well, without having to wind it up.
1: Yeah, lightning port.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to be able to just charge my phone while holding it.
1: My question is, why
2: would anyone want to breathe fire? I well, feel like that's, like, first of all, very cook dangerous. Easier.
0: Cookies. What easier. if,
2: what if, accidentally, whoo, person on fire?
0: Mm-hmm yeah yeah exactly yeah what Very if you're dangerous. going you're going to you know give your give your your sweetheart or maybe even your kid a peck on the cheek and then bam fucking Burn victim he's on fucking yeah. fire Awful. Well, that's,
1: that's a classic x-men conundrum you know that's you're you're, you're in a cyclops situation where he, sh- he shot energy beams out of his eyes I mean essentially you would have to fashion some kind of device right because he could not look at ball G- gag
0: what ball gag
1: Oh, I see. Yes. That's um, awful. Right. But because he couldn't look at the woman he loved without destroying her with his powerful energy beams. It's like me and my <laughs> su- my. Um, I get it. super hearing. You know, I, I have a extremely sensitive hearing. So every little sound that happens in like an office environment drives me fucking crazy. But it makes me very um, astute and talented producer. So it's like very much like an X-Men situation, and that's what this would be. So the point is, Cyclops had to fashion special goggles. I'm still trying to figure out um, what my, I don't know, I need like a, a ear goggles. Have you
0: tried your fingers? In my ears? You could, just, you could just pop those bad boys in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like noise-canceling uh, headphones, but yeah, those, are, fingers. those become cumbersome. So, all right. Well, it seems like there's some consensus here around lightning. So I'm glad we we all agree.
0: So the next one is, how do you think Yashar Ali pays, pays rent? I can answer that in one, well, I guess this is three words. Esoteric sex work. <laughs> Excuse um, me? Nothing. So Yashar Ali, uh, for those of you who are not familiar, is a bit of a gadfly. <laughs> he is a, a porcine behemoth who, who sort of just like... He, he thinks of himself as, like, a, a sort of, I, I don't know what, but, like, a journalist, I think, and maybe, like, a gossip columnist. He's a guy that, like, lives and breathes to have Chrissy Teigen reply to him on, on the website Twitter.
2: Wait, he's the one who just, I know you're, like, obsessed with him, but, like, he's the one who just, with destroying like. destroying him. He just did all those like viral tweets about Alison Roman's Halloween costumes. Yes, yes. It's like, do come on, man. Yeah, is this really something? And you like, what do you do? Also, I don't. I don't think it's like exact. It looks great on you to be like. So I went through this girl's Facebook and MySpace, which, by the way, doesn't exist anymore. Uh, for hours and hours and hours and found these quasi-problematic Halloween costumes. Look at me. It's like, hey, buddy, you're a creep.
0: Yashar Ali has, in in the entirety of his life, I don't know how old this fucker is. He's maybe 40, 50 years old, 30 years old. I don't give a fuck. He's pretty old, though. He's got to be in his, I think, I think in his his mid to late 40s.
2: He definitely, like, plays old.
0: He looks like shit, and okay, forgivable. If you're fucking, I don't care. You know, a lot of people look like shit. I've looked like shit for a great deal of my life. But the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, he is a greasy piece of garbage who fucking, you know what he used to be like, okay, oh, he's a journalist. That's pretty bad. Agreed. Agreed. But what he used to do is he was fucking Gavin Newsom, current führer of California, former Oprah uh, Gruppenfuhrer, which is a lesser fuhrer of San Francisco, he was his fucking bagman. And so while, yeah, piece of shit, while Gavin Newsom was destroying everybody's lives, fucking this guy was walking around, two cheeseburgers and two hands, you know, clutching one between uh, index finger and middle finger, other one between pinky and ring finger, walking around like this, like a fucking, some kind of demented fucking lobster, helping him with that. And now he's just like a rich motherfucker in LA who's just like traffics on his Twitter connections to try to pretend to be a journalist. He's lower than dog shit. He could suck me off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the next question is also for brace Uh, brace. What are your thoughts on magic?
0: So I have lately been reading a lot about Crowley and the Golden Dawn, the OTO and and Magic specific specifically in Germany and England.
2: Really quick, and, can you explain the OTO and Golden Dawn for people that don't know what that is?
0: Okay, let me look up how to pronounce the Lemmic. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the OTO is the Order Templi Orientis. Um, Golden Dawn is 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 an order that's that's related to it. Um, they are basically like magical orders from late nineteenth, early twentieth century, uh, and they are well at the core of it. They're for very horny people. Like that's that's basically my research has led me to this. I mean, essentially, like they, like they they function sort of like Masonic lodges in some way. Like they have degrees. They are kind of hierarchical like that. They have all these secrets, their secret handshakes. They had these meetings, um, but at the core of it, these were all men trying to get some poontang. And, and 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 you know, people can people can argue with me about that point. But like, if you do look at like particularly like the how Crowley and sex magic sort of evolved, and like how other orders sort of evolved alongside of it. At one point, they, they got, like, I understand there was not a lot to do in the early 20th century. Like, you, what, <laughs> you get cholera, you know? But these guys created... other things to do. But, like, not that many, you know what I mean? Like, you couldn't, like, I mean, there's no, you couldn't, like, go to the gym, you know? You couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> what are you going to do, go out to, to eat? Everything's, like, no one's ever washed their hands. Um, <laughs> I
1: think they had gyms. No, they didn't. Okay.
0: Gyms were invented in the 50s.
2: I don't think that's true. Anyway, go on about magic. It's
0: for cruising. It's for okay, well, I'll can get to my gym theory later. Um but but like, for example, I believe it was the um the OTO uh that that at one point I and you know I'm not an expert on this stuff by any means. I'm I'm a layman studying it from the outside. But I believe at one point they had developed a complex ritual for having sex during the uh, moon period of women where each, each day of the phase and each like – so each sexual position – again, I'm telling you, these guys did not have a lot to do. each pos- each sexual position and each sexual combination like men, women, whatever, the numbers of people um, corresponded to essentially a different ritual or a different spell. And so, like, you know, you have two guys, one girl doing it like this on this day, on this moon, uh, with this, it does this spell. And that is so fucking complicated. And it's like, okay, guys, there's no way that this is easier than just actually working for the thing that you're trying to do. Like, if you're trying (laughs) to get a good luck spell, literally just go out and just, like, wish for it on your way to the job interview or whatever. You don't have to have arcane and esoteric sex to do it. Again... Yeah, it's it's it's.
2: They yeah. must have had very complex. They are trying to get some very complex things off the ground, though, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, like the Nazis, yes, but like it's <laughs> well, it's, <yeah. laughs> um, I've also been I've been really obsessed with uh, reading about Otto Ron as well, who was a, I mean, his reports say sort of reluctant Nazi who was is, who is dedicated uh, to finding the Holy Grail. Mm. Um, yeah, you're a Grail pilled i I've definitely. I've been real into the Grail. I think the Holy Grail is real. Um, really? Yeah. I, I. I don't know if it's physically real, but it exists. Um, in some, I just have a feeling. It. And 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 I am, to be totally honest, like I feel like I'm at one point gonna have to shoot Otto Ron. I understand he's been dead for, uh, you know, about eighty years, but like there. I can see that there is a road ahead of me. I can't see what the road is paved with or where it's leading, but I'm going down it.
2: All right. I believe in you. Thank you. So this next question is to Young Chomsky. What's your workflow for pod production? Any tips or tricks?
1: Yeah, although it says question for the editor, like as Mm. though this person is just like unsure who the editor is, but, um, I'll, I'll address this anyway. Uh, so yeah, give you a little, a little peek into the old, into the old workflow and a uh, little plug here. If you, if you want to know more, um, about production stuff, I've been doing, doing the Twitch stream, uh, every other Saturday, although I think that might start to become every Saturday where I talk more about the music production. Um, but yeah, it's pretty straightforward for the the podcast. So I use Reaper to record which is a a DAW digital audio workstation um and so i bring that up and it it hasn't really changed much now that we're remote but we um we just bring up a a google meet i mean i guess the the routing is a little bit complicated but not very interesting because i have to route my audio into reaper and then also into the video chat and then the video chat audio into reaper but you can look up how to do that but i mean so what i actually do while recording is um bring up the video chat and then i bring up my web browser and in the browser i open up 40 to 60 tabs of ebay and etsy uh, auctions for different like vintage clothing items and so i'm browsing those while we're recording and then also in the um in in the in the recording uh, window, when uh, Liz or, Brace or or the guests that we have on says something that kind of uh, sparks my interest, you know, like uh, Spider Network, or like uh, uh, Young Chomsky, do the sound. I hit a, I hit the key combo to to add a little note in there, and I type in do the sound. So then later, I come back and I drop all those things in, and then when there is um a big change in subject matter or whatever, something that sounds obvious, I'll, I'll leave a note for, for a transition. And then at the very end, I will just record a piece of music and, and I put that in those gaps. And so my tip or trick is to smoke weed while you're editing and not while you're recording. Um, that, that's probably my number one. That
0: was a hard one lesson.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was,
0: that, was a, that was a tough one to get through.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good luck. Good luck with your podcast.
0: Dude, don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, does Uber wish Lyft good luck during their car races they make their drivers do in the desert where <laughs> well, there's no survivors?
1: I was trying to say that like really passive aggressively. Okay, good. Right, thank so you. good luck with your podcast. <laughs>
0: So the next question, I still, uh, now I can read it. How do you think people, how do you think these quote unquote people become sickos? Do you think wealth and power they gain corrupts them only to find into only finding pleasure in these extremely depraved acts? If so, could almost everyone, anyone eventually become a sicko or at least complicit in it? Should they somehow slip into extreme power and wealth? I wouldn't dare suggest this happen. They say that we wouldn't do this.
2: Uh, thanks. D from SC. Um, um, well, I would say a couple things. One, no one slips into extreme wealth and power, right? So there's like, that's, you know, you're not just like, whoops, now, now I have all the power. <laughs> so there, you know, there's, if, you know, a process in gaining power and, and all of that. But I would also maybe suggest that, you know, I think a better way, of looking at, um, you know, the kind of like depravity that this person is describing is that like we live in a system that produces these subjects rather than we live in a world that is corrupted by these subjects. If that makes sense, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Brace?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, just like on a more sort of concrete level, it's like, it, it, you know, when this person says, at least being complicit in them, or, or so I think something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I tend to think about, like, for instance, the people surrounding Epstein, right? Like, not, I'm not even talking about Ghislaine or Wexner or anything, but like his butler, or, or even like the, the, for instance, like the girl he bought from, from former Yugoslavia. And like, well, in the case of the butler, like that guy did it for money. And it clearly fucked him up a little bit. You know, he stole the black book at one point, although, you know, I don't know if that's out of altruism or if that was out of, um, you know, sort of, uh, he said himself that it was insurance against being killed, which is a, to be clear, pretty wild thing to say that is very underreported, um, or, or rather, rather not dwelt upon as, as, as much as it should be, um. And I think about that, and I think that like people will just like if they're getting paid, people will do a lot of shit. You know, people will join death squads. <laughs> um, you know, people will people will will look the other way when they know that something's happening. Sometimes when people see it face to face, you know, like I, I I doubt that many of these um, you know assistants or whatever that that Epstein had fully like you know saw him actually engage in these acts. Yeah, but, like you know. He, if there's any way that people can lie to themselves about you know exactly what's behind the paycheck they're taking home, they will. Yeah. Um, as to like, I you know I agree with what you're saying though about like how how it's not a world that's like corrupted by the system, but like it's a it's a it's a it's a system that produces these people. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I also think that there's sometimes you know you have to become a pedophile to get into the club.
1: Yeah, I think this is interesting because I, I see this. This is like a chicken or the egg question. And so in some sense, it's impossible to tease these things apart. What came to mind for me was thinking about, for instance, like the police. And so there's a statistic that a lot of people are familiar with that we we know that amongst police, domestic violence is much more common than the general population. You know, I've heard it's it's 40% or whatever. I don't know. That statistic is now outdated. But So then the question becomes, well, Does being a cop make you more likely to be a domestic abuser? uh, Or are people who are more likely to be domestic abusers more likely to become police? Um, Both of those kind of have some air of truth about them. But, like, I think it's fundamentally kind of impossible to know the answer. I would tend to say there's probably both of those things going on. So, yeah, I I mean, I think that it's inherent in the system. But, again, it's, it's really kind of impossible to tease those things apart.
2: Yeah. So the next question is, what does the I emoji, and they use the I emoji, mean?
0: So for those of our, our listeners, I, I don't like calling people fans. I prefer listeners, because <laughs> maybe you listen, you're not big of a fan. You know, I feel like fans a little, it's a little much. Uh, for those of our listeners who are off of, of, of Twitter, for instance, uh, I, I, uh, The eye emoji is used to, um, it's the single eye. It is, it basically, I don't want to give too much of the game away, but it means I am watching you and I see you. And then Mm. there is a, there is a, a, a several blank underlines further than that, but, but it is both a, a message and a coded
2: threat. And a signal. (laughs) And it's a signal. It's a signal. You see the eye, you repeat the eye. Exactly. If I see it, you see it. We all see it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It means, it means we are watching you. Or we are looking at you right now. Sometimes, literally, actually in real life, I'm looking at you. I'm outside of your house. I'm watching you through a spotter scope. My boy's about to take the shot. Um, and so you better stop writing for the Daily Beast. <laughs> <laughs> So this next one's for me. Wow. Uh, so I try to take the lamest voice there possible to uh, to negate what I just said. Um, I'll read Brace did, Do you want to read? You read it out.
1: Yeah, 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 I'll read the question. Brace, did you ever go on naltrexone? I've heard you mention it before on the pod and as a recovering addict currently using kratom to stop cravings. I'd like to explore it as an alternative to help me stay clean.
0: So for those of our listeners who... Um, Do not, uh, do heroin, uh, naltrexone. Well, it's not just for junkies, but naltrexone is a drug. It was given me under the brand name Vivitrol, um, where it comes in like pill form, uh, and it also comes in shots. I was on the shots for about, I think I took once or maybe twice at the most. Um, and it, 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 I don't know exactly how it works. Um, but it's supposed to, for alcoholics, stop craving for alcohol, although I don't think it like, makes you throw up like some of the other medication when you do drink. Uh, and for junkies, it, 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 as far as I understand, which is probably not totally scientifically accurate, but as far as I understand, it sort of does this similar thing to what Suboxone does, which sits on your opiate receptors. So if, if for example, you get a shot of naltrexone and a couple days later you're like, fuck, you know what I love doing? Uh, buying heroin and using it. And you go and, you go and, and take a shot you don't feel anything and it doesn't like work like you don't like feel any kind of high uh and i can attest to that you don't feel any kind of high what what does do i think it it works long term no like i think it can work maybe in conjunction with like you know all the other stuff you know for me it was like sobriety program shit um you know it can work if it's not the only thing but i you know it's it's one of those things where like I shot heroin when I was on it to try to to try to you, with all these drugs that there's this always rumors that you can break through with the amount of with the right dosage, but what that really means is because you can't feel anything as a junkie, you're gonna keep shooting smack until you feel something. But if you can't feel it, then you don't know that you're about to fucking OD because you can still OD, of course, uh, and that happens to a shit ton of people who take this kind of stuff. Not saying the list is gonna do it, but now I don't know really anybody who's used it since me like when i started taking it uh I, again i only took it for like 2 months nobody else i knew was on it and i still don't know anybody else who's really taken it maybe they have i just don't know um but as far as i can tell it's not incredibly effective honestly best method is just fucking uh cold turkey and exercise i'm uh, not cold turkey you can take other like you know uh, what what's it called fucking uh you know Black seed oil or whatever, any of that shit. But like, you gotta you gotta just get off the dope. You know? That's 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 really the only way to break free of it.
2: So the next question is for young Chomsky. I've recently grown a mustache and it's been very controversial among my family and friends. It looks decent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, being a quote, mustache guy seems to be a thing. How well, does one hold- I'm sorry.
0: No, go ahead. I thought that was the end of the question.
2: How does one become a mustache guy? Is it a gradual transformation? I'm sorry. How long is this fucking question? You can look at it yourself to see. I don't know how. It's in the document that we're all looking at. Okay,
0: I can see it now.
2: Okay, so I'm just going (laughs) to just we're breaking the fourth wall. How does one become a mustache guy? Is it a gradual transformation or is it something that resides in one's essence? Thanks. So, Brace, what did you If have? I may.
0: Yeah. This listener sent in a picture, and I'm sorry. You're not just a mustache guy. You're well, a guy
2: in a who photo. shaved
0: a mustache that says I'm racist. No. Stop so, it. no. This is this is a loaded Actually, question. it said "dust racist." <laughs> Remember them? Yeah yeah i think yeah i i somehow i think i think like my friends one of those guys is cousins i believe <laughs> not it. not even my friend just a guy I know. um
2: i'm just gonna come out and say that i like a mustache i'm a big fan of facial hair and i don't and i yeah i like a mustache i like a mustache guy i like facial hair i don't understand the hatred of the mustache
0: this is the sound of of 500,000 guys who haven't had sex since 2013 growing a mustache as quickly as possible <laughs> in order to change their profile picture
1: to that and reply to Liz's tweets. <laughs> um, Please don't do that. That was your thought, Liz? Because you said you had thoughts on this. Was it I just mean, that I you have liked more them, thoughts.
2: I don't know. Keep going. You, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Well, so I will, I will say I had grown a mustache many times before, but when we all met and started doing this, I did not have one. And I think I was talking about it, and Liz said to me, you should grow a mustache. I think it's cool. And I did, and I pretty much have had it. I shaved it once, but quickly grew it back, and I've had it for most of the time since then. Um, But, yeah, so I have a lot of thoughts on this question, because to me, this kind of, (laughs) I'll try to keep it reasonably um, brief, because this brings up a lot of thoughts beyond just mustaches to me. So, I mean, first of all, I I need to see the mustache. It It is kind of So you say it looks decent. But it's important to play to your strengths, right? Like if you're a guy, and this is kind of a cliche, like if your hair is like super thin, you know, some guys are really holding on to it and doing a comb over. It's like, no, shave your head, right? Like I, my mustache, it's it's pretty full. So I, I rock the mustache. My beard, however, I try to grow one every so often, and it's not as full. So I don't go with the full beard. So. I guess my advice is you, you got to be deliberate about it. You got to you gotta keep it well-groomed. You got to shave it. You know, I mean, there's a mustache and then there's a mustache, right? I mean, if it's all wispy or if it's like you're doing something weird with it. Uh, but the real thing is, like, people notice when you start doing something different and deliberate with your appearance. And people are going to comment on that, um, whether it is how you dress or with your hair or your facial hair. And a mustache, it's on your face. Right. So it's going to be very obvious to people. And I think, especially as a man, it depends on like where you are and what your kind of cultural milieu is. But that can seem kind of odd to people. Right. Like, this is a thing when some men who have not really, who start paying attention to how they dress and haven't done it before. Right like, a common piece of advice is, well, don't go, don't do everything all at once, you know? Maybe just, like, get a nice pair of shoes and start with that, or, like, then, and then you start getting some nice pants. But don't, like, do your whole wardrobe at once because, like, A, you're going to, regret it. You're not going to like the same things a year down the line. Or it's just it's just too much. But um, yeah, people are going to notice. They're going to be like "What? what's this? What are, you, what are you going to a job interview? Or I don't know. People are going to say things. So I mean, the one piece of advice is like, you just got to be confident in yourself. You got to feel good. If it doesn't make you feel good, then don't do it. If it does, you know, then you just got to roll with it. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, I could... I have a lot of thoughts on like, how how these kind of things get messaged culturally about um, aesthetics and fashion and appearances, especially for men, because, you know, that's what I am. And that's what I think about in in, in this way. I mean, I think about women too, but in a different way. So anyway, I don't know. Y- your advice was like, how, how does one become a mustache guy? You just fucking grow a mustache. But I guess um, it's not a grad, well, it's a gradual transformation because it, it takes some time to grow. But I don't think a mustache Guy is a thing, you know. Oh yeah, just, it is. Well, I mean, I guess so, but like, I don't really buy into My that. My thing is,
2: I just really don't like. I think I say be casual about everything. I really hate a deliberate, like when things are very deliberate and look like basically you have an outfit on your face. Not a good yeah. look. Casual. Keep it. Keep it. You know, like well groomed, fine, but nothing yeah. that looks like you took time out to think about it very, like, specifically. Right. You know, it should look like you're just throwing it on, out the door, not thinking about it. I yeah. just have a mustache. This is what I do.
1: Well, and there's a word for that that we in the menswear community use called and thats I mean, that's literally what that means, that it's, suppo- it's like, supposed to look careless. Pause. Um, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I mean, not to do like a... This is a goofy meme format, right? But a mustache is not a personality. Um, and that's what I would say, right? Like, if it looks good, it looks good. If it makes you feel good, it makes you feel good. But do not... It should not be a substitute for a personality. Uh, so I hope you have fun with it. Uh, I hope it looks cool. And um, Godspeed to you and your, and your hairy upper lip. Next question is, favorite Lynch movie? Um...
2: Fuck. I don't know, actually. I guess I should have come up with an answer before. I I have a hard time deciding between um, Mulholland Drive, which is very near and dear to my heart, and Wild at Heart, which is also very near and dear to my heart. Also because I'm a really big, I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. Mm. Um, So, yeah.
1: For yeah. me, it's, I mean, I love David Lynch's movies, and... Yeah, but it's it's easily Mulholland Drive. I think Mulholland Drive was the first Lynch film that I saw that I think Mulholland Drive, to me, feels in some way like almost the quintessential work of his, you know. I mean, you could make an argument for many of them, but it's got the whole double identities and, like, hidden darkness lurking under the surface of Americana and um, the the foreboding dream state and just all the things that he does I think so well and also just r- the really hot girl and girl scene but even apart from that
0: all right. next we have if you had to eat a president which would you eat
2: <laughs> well okay hmm, let's think about this well let's think about this in a couple ways first before we get to which one you would eat I think you got to really think which one you wouldn't eat. Mm. Because mm. for me, certainly not Lincoln. Do you wouldn't springy. eat Lincoln? First, I, well, I mean, very lean.
0: Hmm. Yeah,
2: correct. Tall, long boy. He's a long boy.
0: I, 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 I wouldn't eat, well, I wouldn't eat Nixon because I feel like he was just around a lot of cigarette smokers mm. and oh. likely has pretty bad meat from
1: that. All those guys used to be, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, but like JFK, it seems like he like ran and stuff. So, like, there might be something there. I mean, to be clear, the. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I think Nixon, I wouldn't eat LBJ. Um, how come? Just seems, I mean, he's just, there's darkness in his bones. You know? Yeah. Like there's yeah, evil yeah. 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 I don't like it. That's how I feel about Truman. It's like eating a chicken that killed a kid.
1: Uh. <laughs> the longer I think about this, I just I don't I don't want to eat any presidents.
2: I mean well, neither do I, but if we had to. Yeah. I mean,
0: can I introduce you to a little man named Taft?
2: Yeah, yeah he's not little though. He's big.
0: That's big boy. Taft is let me let me Google real quick, Taft weight. Taft weighed three hundred and fifty four pounds. Wow. So a presumably, here's the way I think of it. Presumably, if I'm eating the president, I have gone back in time. But due to doing this, I have created like a ripple effect or like I have fucked up the universe somehow. And so there's no food left in the new world that I'm in. It's just all the food's gone for some reason. So I have to eat somebody. They take me to see the president because I'm a time traveler and I'm wearing, you know, head to toe supreme. And they're like, damn, this guy is, looks fantastic uh, for this era. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I'm hungry. Is there anything to eat? And everyone's like, uh, no, our bad. There's no, literally no food left. And I'm like, well, why don't we eat him? And so we eat Taft.
2: I think that's a pretty good plan. I would just put it out there that Donald Trump eats McDonald's all the time. So it mm. might taste good, like sugar. It's less mm. sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starchy, though. Never smokes, never drinks. So healthy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so uh the next question is is pretty s- simple cal exit yes or no yeah that's Ooh. a no for me
0: uh wait well have you thought of it this way exit from the pacific ocean we could put <laughs> another strip of land on the outside of california i like coastal life yeah i like
2: uh, I, I like not being landlocked and i'll say that this is a
0: this is a big no for me california exit plans are uniformly psychotic.
2: Yeah, they're insane. So do stupid. Not do not support. Also, uh, I don't think these people have any clue. Uh, their plans are ridiculous. They have absolutely no clue how the federal government works. They have absolutely no clue how the military works. Just putting that out there. It's a big whatever, a uh, big, you know, sort of thing hanging over them. And I, I'm not sure how they under, if they understand how, like, agriculture and production works either. <laughs>
0: I, I think a lot of people, like, the I think they try to get one thing on the ballot. I don't know if they succeeded. Um, I can't remember when. Sometime in the recent past. I never paid too close attention to this shit because it's always, like, pretty wing nutty stuff. And yeah, it's less wing-nut. interesting the more you go into it. But there was at one point these, this, this, like, scheme by these guys to try to break California up into three states to fuck with the electoral college. Because one of them would be more conservative. Which I got to say, kudos for, like, a ballsy plan. You know, respect for that.
2: I just wish they would just stop talking about it. It's like, it's not going to happen. It's stupid. It's a bad idea. And you're dumb. Just stop talking about it. (laughs) Oh, well, this
0: next one. Liz, can you read this? This is for me and and YC. Uh,
2: Brace and Young Chomsky, what's your favorite Jewish holiday? I have a favorite Jewish holiday, by the way. But you boys go first. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) So again, I need to point out that this question says... Brace and young chummy. So I, I really... I think do, that's cute. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's not the worst, but I, I can't really support any of the alternative ways I've been addressed throughout these questions. You
0: literally spell young alternatively.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's the way You're setting the
0: example.
1: Right, but that doesn't... I don't, that do not give people free reign to start saying young with a J or, or chummy. Anyhow, all right, moving on. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. This is a little tough for me because my whole association with Jewish holidays is like going to Hebrew school as a child, which was just like a really um, bad experience. Um, but that being said, I don't know. I guess like Purim is pretty cool. Um, I think my understanding is like you're supposed to get really drunk on Purim, even though I'm not like a big drinker. Like that's part of it. And like are those are like, Nice cookies um, And what, like Simchat Torah Is when you have apples and honey I think I could have looked this up beforehand um, I thought also like Oh, maybe if we talk about Jewish holidays People won't think we're anti-Semitic anymore But now I should like get it right <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm right on that uh, That's when you have oh, No, I'm sorry, not apples and honey Rosh Hashanah is apples and honey I mean the candy-coated apples um, yeah. is, is Simchat Torah um, So that's kind of nice Or Sukkot is nice I like, I like chilling in a nice sukkah. Um, and you're supposed to like, be able to look up at the stars. That's a nice, a nice thought. So I don't know. Now I'm just naming Jewish holidays.
0: They asked you for one.
1: Yeah, I guess. What? Well, you said then, Purim. Well, I'm going to say Hanukkah because fucking get presents. That's mine too, Hanukkah, because <laughs> you get presents.
2: Well, mine is Passover because I love a big meal, number one. Two, everyone's there around the table. Three, you get to kind of play. You, you know, you act out a little thing among everyone, and then the you know the kids go. You know, you have the games. It's fun. I thought
1: you were going to say because you love plagues, or <laughs> or you love killing the firstborn. No, <laughs> I
2: love I love being invited. Invite me to your Passover. I love a good Passover dinner.
1: Love a love a Pesach. There, I did. Um, that was a great a great seder uh, in uncut gems. That really stirred something in me. Mm. Um, okay, so this is a very... Um, this question has kind of an accusatory tone, so I'll, I'll see if I can capture that in the reading. Can you really not see how people can look at your... So this is the you here, I assume, is, is Brace. Can you really not see how people can look at your history and believe you are a CIA op... What normal person with no government backing whatsoever, and now this goes into list format, fucks off to the Middle East to join in on a socialist holy war, gets Twitter famous, just decides, hey, I think I'm done with the war stuff, comes back and starts agitating against government by supporting worker movements, starts. What? uh, It goes on. Starts a podcast with two randoms, alright, I resent that part, about government pedophile rings podcast gets hella listeners plus patreon donos (laughs) don't know about that in order for you oh i guess that's the end of that sentence in order for you not to be an op the same secretive criminal organization behind gladio must have been like oh i guess we are totally fine with people undermining everything we do in fact let's let him get e-famous uh three times over all the while shining a light on all the horrible things we do fuck also, what's your star sign?
0: So I have been uh, accused both in very serious terms and in people who sort of don't, you know, a little more trepidatiously, of being uh, a CIA operative for a CIA operative for many, many, many moons now. Um, and one thing people always bring up is like, well. How did he, how do you get to go to the Middle East and fight in the, like, or to to Syria and fight in this war and come back and not get arrested? And, like, that is one, I mean, just to pick something out from here, that is one thing people always pick up uh, and and just ask questions about. Well, if you were serious about doing your research, which you, people clearly are not, uh, you would notice that nobody... Uh, who is American and fought in the YPG has been arrested upon returning home. Not just me, and there have been a lot of people that that there have been a lot of people who've returned unmolested or relatively unmolested. Everybody gets questioned. Uh, I had a friend who got his door kicked down a couple of times while he was over there by the uh, some federal agency. I can't remember which, um, probably the FBI. And uh, uh, no, no one gets arrested because it's technically not illegal. Um, it's only illegal if you fight, like, I believe a standing army of any country or even actually, no, that's, I don't think true either. I think it's only illegal if you actually fight the U.S. or like a U.S. direct ally. Um, not to mention that almost every British guy who's gone over there has been arrested, uh, for, for one trumped up, on one trumped up charge or another. So, the people who accuse me of this, whenever anyone accuses me of being a CIA operative and uses that as evidence, well, you're a fucking moron. All that's for the other stuff. Gets Twitter famous it's because I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, good at using that. I d I I don't I, I feel like it's gauche to, to talk about. Um and The union stuff, I, I don't, you know, I, if, you, if you think it's overthrowing the U.S. government, well, thank you, but I, 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 <laughs> that's a little bit of a rosy outlook on that. Uh, and as for the podcast, well, it's because we're good at podcasting. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, you know, I don't know why the CIA hasn't uh, killed me, but I think it's because that, uh, why, why would they, you know? It's, yeah, they, it's, I, I think it's because they don't care. Why yeah, would they? I mean, it's like, I, I, I think it takes... Um,
2: you know, if people a have little, a little bit of an outsized idea about uh, yeah <laughs> the influence of <laughs> like people. Of, have yeah, been, no offense,
0: exactly. Like, and why <laughs> would they? Why would they kill me if they could just ruin my life by having me become a podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, does a labor movement need a figurehead in order to be effective? I know it's hard to imagine an organized labor movement in the US, but it's just something I've been thinking about as the whole Bernie wave was dematerialized. Anyone want to take this guy first?
2: Um, I mean, I'll say that I, I am a big fan of leaders. <laughs> I think that uh, I, don't, I don't think it should come to any list, or any listeners would be surprised to hear Brace and I uh, go on and on about our love of organization and hierarchy and centralization um, in terms of, you know, thinking about party structures or movement structures or however you want to describe that. But I do think that, I, I don't know if, I don't think figurehead is the correct, I, I wouldn't call a leader a figurehead. Um, yeah, Like, I, I don't think that's like the those are one-to-one at all. And actually like, I think, you know, it's a big problem if one does think those are the same thing, because um, you know, I, I think movements do need leaders and you do need um, you know, the kind of like that kind of guiding light, you know, I, I don't know any successful movement that hasn't had one. Yeah, it's it's a kind
0: of like a lot of Americans seem to believe that like the only way for something to be just is to, for it to have no leaders, which is just like totally bizarre bonkos to me. Because if you look at history, I mean, if you can show me a time when that happened, uh, you know, I I I, <laughs> I can't think of one myself. Um, I, I think that the the reason the U.S. labor movement hasn't uh, Really bred leaders. I mean, there's Sarah Nelson, but you know, in any like way beyond that, or even anyone besides her, I mean, she, she, is, she has made some pretty bad decisions too. I'm uh, thinking specifically of, of, of you know, making the non choice between Bernie Sanders and, and Elizabeth Warren. Um, you know, it's, it's a movement sort of spawned the leaders that they deserve. Uh, in a way, and and I think that in order for someone like a, a you know a a, a at least a, co- a real competent figure who is like unequivocally on our side to emerge, there would need to be a movement that that person could really because there's I mean there's probably a million people out there maybe not a million but maybe like a a lot of people out there who would be like great leaders and really qualified and 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 be successful but there's nothing for them to lead really. Well, um, and there's
2: nothing from them for them. I mean. What are they emerging from? That's right? what I'm saying.
0: It's like there's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. There's no like, movement, really, for them to emerge from. So maybe when, when, when one exists, there will be one. Um, but if you notice, the, the, the country used to have a lot of labor leaders uh, because it used to have a pretty big labor movement. And, and it's not like the leader comes and then the movement comes, although you know, that does happen sometimes. Um, I, I wouldn't count on that. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it's more to do with, with
2: there being really, I mean, what are you going to lead? Well, that's kind of a depressing question to end on. Okay. Oh, let me, you
0: know what? Fuck everybody. This is, I, you know what? I fucking hate that we got this question. Cause we always get this question and I've answered this question so many times, but, but, a uh, 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 a reading list. That people always ask for. Uh, let me let me tell you, I stopped reading. <laughs> We're done with books. Young Chomsky just solely. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen him in weeks. He does the recording through Animal Crossing. Liz has died. This you're talking to one of those AI things, like when you message like Coles or, or or the hardware stores internet thing, and it, you know it asks you if your order's okay. You know, one of those things you type to. We gave it a voice. That's Liz. There's no books. No, I am reading a book called Dark Star. I guess this is just what I'm reading. This isn't really a, a, a reading list, but I'm reading the book Dark Star, Magic and Power in the Age of Trump by Gary Lockman, who, by the way, was in Blondie.
2: Hey, look right at here.
0: that. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of Lavenda-esque, and everyone always gets mad at me for talking about Lavenda because he works with uh, Podesta, which I, I agree is very weird. Um. But uh, it's, it's been pretty interesting so far. Other than that, just figure it out yourself. <laughs>
2: What? All right. Well, that wraps up another uh, well true long-winded Q and A. Q&A. True and A. We here for you always. <laughs>
0: uh huh. But we, you know, what this is. If you don't like the episode, it's your fault for always asking us questions.
2: Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. Sorry. Well,
0: you know, I, I figure we get these questions, we should answer them.
2: Yeah. We just, you know, we need more specific questions, um, but not too specific. Don't be weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For instance, the 500, 500 questioners who gave me my exact address, listen, I know it looks bad that I do live in a mansion, uh, you know, overlooking Seacliff in San Francisco, but let me tell you this. This is because I am a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> You're is, obsessed with
2: gigolos.
0: Well, it's a fake thing. Gigolos are not real. So it's 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 like being like yeah I rode my unicorn here or like <laughs> I love the Minotaur. No, there we go.
2: Okay, all right, we'll talk. All about right, well I'm Liz. My name is Brace, and I'm Young Chomsky, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jump, jump,